Welcome in, everybody. It's time for the Player Spotlight here with Bob David Moore on 710 ESPN Seattle. We get a chance to speak to a man who's part of the biggest play on offense, or one of the biggest plays on offense against the Eagles. The flea flicker and the, the receiver of that uh, touchdown pass from Russell Wilson is sitting here with us. Malik Turner is here. How are you, man? I'm doing good. That's Very exactly good. how you envisioned your first career touchdown going, right? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. But um very happy with how it went. It wasn't exactly how we drew it up, but just uh, the whole uh, offensive line doing their job, giving us enough time, Russ taking his time and just putting it only where I could get it. It was it was beautiful. When when you say it's not how you drew it up, what what was different? Oh, just how they they uh, guarded it, how they played it. You know, it wasn't supposed to be like that, but you know, just playing together in practice, just setting definitive angles, and just playing off each other. You know, worked out. So, what was the play called? First of all. What was the what? The, the play call. What was it called? Uh, it's like a flea flicker play. Yeah, they called it flea flicker. I don't. I actually don't remember. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> probably, yeah. So your job, it looked like because it was weird. I looked later, and I'm like, well, yeah. he's just kind of hanging around, like in the middle of the field. So you were just kind of supposed to sort of decoy there for a while, and then just take off. Yeah, I was um, acting like I was going to crack block. Okay, because they pitched it to Penny. I mean, um, to Chris. Right. And Chris ran a little bit and he threw it back to Russ. So timing was very key on that play. You know, I kind of could see it develop. And once Russ got it, it's time to go. Yeah. And, um, yeah, got into an open spot in the field. Yeah, what were you thinking about when that thing's in the air? I mean, it was such a beautiful catch. It was a great throw, too. Yeah. But uh, do those time for you, do those moments, like, stretch out in time, like when the ball's in the air and you're looking at that thing? It actually seems like it's a, a long time, yeah. you know? I saw it in the air and I was like, I'm going to have to go. Yeah. Like, I saw it take off, and um, I just ran as fast as I could. Try to keep my eye on it. I felt the two guys coming. Yeah. And, um, you know, he put it in a perfect position for me and uh, made a blind catch, you know, kind of over his shoulder. And, uh, yeah, it, it happened very, very slow. Yeah. Very slow. Man, you were like a center fielder hauling that one in. <laughs> yeah. It was cool. How difficult was it with the wind conditions to catch yesterday? Um, early on, it was very windy. Had a little rain in the beginning, but um, it didn't get. It wasn't too bad throughout the entire game. Uh, going one way was harder than the other, but um, it didn't affect us too bad. How many times do you think you've run that play in practice? Uh, plenty, a lot. You know, we we go through a lot of different plays, trick plays, just kind of um, having them in our back pocket. So. Yeah. So you, when you've been on the field, you've never really known when they're going to call it, and were you were you surprised, or did you know going into this game, hey, Malik, we're probably going to Yeah, I knew it one? was a possibility, you know, and once they called me, you know, I was ready, and it worked out. And, and have you watched it much since? Um, I watched it a couple times, yeah. Being my first touchdown, I did watch it a couple times, talked about it with my family. <laughs> you know, it's, it's an awesome experience, um, something I'll treasure forever. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I mean, do you sit there and go, hey, hey that, that, that's me. That's me out there doing that. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's very real now, more than it was last year, you know, being involved more. And so, um, yeah, it's me, and, you know, I'm looking forward for more opportunities like that. La- last question about the play. Okay, then we'll move <laughs> on because we get lots. But was there a chance that somebody else could have been you? I mean, another receiver was going to run that, whether it was based on formation or the time that you were in, or were you pretty much, was that play kind of designed um, for you? I honestly think you'd be any other receivers in our room. Okay. You know, we got a lot of guys that can make unbelievable plays, you know, just draw-dropping plays, and 
it just happened to be me, you know, and um, you know, I ex- executed it. Yeah. So hopefully I get another one down the road. <laughs> I've got one more on the play. Okay. Uh, just <laughs> in terms of you're looking at the ball, you're running as fast as you can. And yeah. I've seen this with a lot of receivers. Uh-huh. Having a sense of where the back of the end zone is, yeah. is, it, is that, I mean, I guess that's something you work on in practice over and over. But yeah. in, a, in a stadium you haven't played in and you're, you know, in that setting, how tough is that to figure out, okay, I'm, I've, I've got two steps, I've got three steps, or or do you have a pretty good sense of where that back of the end zone is? Yeah, just uh, familiarity with just being on the field. You have awareness. You know, I kind of – I knew where we were on the field, and uh, ju- judged by the board, how the ball was in the air, how he threw it, I knew I didn't have a lot of room. I knew it was going to be, like, all the way in the back, and as soon as I got it, I kind of just kind of fell with it too, and they were on me. But, um, yeah, I mean, awareness is something that a lot of guys have, and to make plays like that, you have to have it. So, uh, Malik, let's go back. You had kind of a different way of getting in the NFL, if I recall correctly, because did you get hurt or something like that during a, a workout or something? Um, training for my pro day. Yeah. I uh, broke my foot, and so, you know, I, I had a couple of workouts for some teams, and I didn't really get to Seattle until like the third day of training camp last year. And so, um, you know, I did what I could. They kept me around. They actually waived me, released me after, um, for like the deadline or whatever, the roster. But they brought me back a week later, and and I I just stuck around ever since. And you had a few catches last year too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, were you expected to be drafted coming out of Illinois? Um... I mean, how disappointing was the the broken foot in that workout? It was very disappointing, but, you know, my whole life I've kind of had my back against the wall. and I've had certain people just supporting me throughout my family and friends and just uh, good figures in my life. But um, it was disappointing, but I just knew somehow, you know, I'd get to where I wanted to go. So of all those people that support you, uh, who was the, the person that you, you texted after or that you heard from first after after making that big play? Ah, uh, there was so many. Um, there were so many texts and people uh, commenting about it. You know, after the game, I FaceTime my mom and my, my sister, yeah. and they were screaming, didn't really hear it. <laughs> understand much of what they were saying, you know. But I had some uh, family in the family area and some friends. That's great. But, um, yeah, it was it was awesome. Hey, when when you go through that waiver process and they, they tell you what they're doing, do they let you know, hey, we're just – we have to do this for roster spot, but we're going to bring you back? Do they, do they tell you, here are our plans, or do they just say, well – so we hope to have you back. We'll see what happens. Or how how, how vague or specific I mean, are they? When I mean, in, in my process, um, John was pretty honest with me, you know, telling me what kind of plan they had for me and if I'll come back or if I wouldn't, you know, but it's just the business of the game. And, you know, I mean, somebody's going to want you out there. If not, like, you keep on working and eventually something will happen. But it it's a tough process, but you just can't take it personally. So you had the big catch yesterday, but you had a couple of big catches against San Francisco too. And if I recall right, they were both in overtime. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, what was that like for you to be on a big stage like that and, and to not have any receptions or I don't even think you had any targets before that, but to come through the way you did in overtime? I was just starting in practice, watching the way Tyler and Russ, Demo, all those guys play together. And just knowing that uh, if anybody goes down, you know, I know what I need to do. The coaches trust me in different positions on the field. And so I, I just do the best that I can to, you know, 
do everything right. And um, when my number's called, step up. And uh, just getting the trust from some of the guys, you know, it means a lot, especially uh, from the offensive, offensive uh, coordinator room, everybody in the offensive staff room, and Russ, just everybody believing in me in the, those tough situations in the game, throughout the game. You know, it's important. Yeah, you had those two spin moves there, man. I mean, did those just, was that just instinct? Because it seemed like he, did you spin one way and then the other? But you had a couple of little moves in that uh, yeah. 49er game. Yeah, the first, it was all react, reactive, reacting off of the defender. Yeah. Didn't think twice about it, just didn't want to get hit. So, you know, <laughs> I, I did a spin move and got down the field. I wanted, I was trying to score, honestly, but they're, I'm one of those guys. They're great defense. They cover the ball. They swarm around. Yeah. But um, try to get as much as I could. And the next guy came, and I just, just try to avoid the hit. So, <laughs> yeah, it's reactive. Who who did you model your game after? Is there a receiver that you looked up to as a kid and said, I want to play uh, like that guy or, or somebody you watch now that you, you really admire? Yeah, not necessarily growing up. You know, there are some guys that I watched. But, um, you know, I watch, I watch a lot of film just on some certain receivers like Devontae Adams, um, Odell. Um, Cooper Cup, just different guys, you know, Tyler making explosive plays after the catch, you know. It's 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 a it's a big difference maker in your ability to play the game if you can get yards after the catch. How old were you when you started playing football? Probably like six. Okay. So you've been playing your whole life. Were you always a receiver? Did you think you wanted no, to be a, want to uh, be a quarterback? I don't think is... anybody knows this except for Stu and the uh in the cafeteria, but I told him, um, like I was an old lineman, D lineman growing up. I was always overweight, couldn't run the ball. So that was kind of my role up until middle school. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Fifth grade, middle school, I started to become a running back, you know, finally at the weight limit. And then, um, after my freshman year at high school, then I became a receiver. And, um, my coach, um, back at Sacred Heart Griffin in Springfield, Illinois, Coach Leonard, I can't thank him enough for changing, making that change from um, running back to receiver. Was that just you, your body change? You started because you're long and lean now. Is that just a matter of you just I mean, maturing? And I don't know. He's seen a lot of ball, and um, you know, at first I was kind of like, man, I don't want to do this. But looking back, like I'm glad I did. I'm glad he saw whatever he saw in me to being um, a receiver. Yeah. Uh, we hear that you uh, you like tennis shoes. I was just looking at your tennis shoes. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Are you a collector? I um I have been, especially recently. It's starting to become a problem. But um <laughs> it's better than having a, a different type of addiction, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> sure. addiction. yeah you're doing okay. Yeah. Like, that's good. How many pairs do you have? Uh I'd say probably about sixty. Sixty, middle sixty. You wear them all, or are there some that you just like those um, those can't be touched? Those I'm not are- I'm not a fan of people who buy shoes and never wear them. So I try to wear them, my shoes as much as I can. Okay. You know, I don't really care if they get dirty or anything and get little creases in them. I think it, it makes the shoe You know who does better. that? Buys shoes and doesn't wear them? My wife. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you she has 400 pairs of shoes. Really? Yeah. What? Ridiculous. Man. Why? What do you th- I have no you idea. You just have a room full of shoes? I have no idea shoes? why. I think she has every pair of shoes that she ever had, so... She's just never gotten know. rid of any shoes she's but ever purchased. She had the same shoe size for how long? No. <laughs> Thankfully, shoes. no. She does not have your shoe size. Oh, no. None. <laughs> not mine. What do you think of these? 
Um, Be honest. Not bad for an old man. I don't know what those are. <laughs> I can't really. You're showing me the bottom of the shit. I don't really. No, they're kind of cool, aren't they? Huh? Yeah, they look comfortable. What, look comfortable. I have a hell of a time at 62, though, because I got to, you know, pull. I got to yank them to put them on. So uh, you don't look 62. You're doing something right. Thanks, man. What do yeah. I look? Not 62. Thank you. You look 61. Good answer. <laughs> hey, Malik, it's good to talk to you, man. Congrats on the on the touchdown and, and the season for you and the team so far. We wish you nothing but the best. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me.